Amen. Psalms 107. I want to read the first two verses of one of the richest psalms that you can read. You ought to read it often because it makes a statement over and over again. Matter of fact, it begins with that statement and it rehearses that thought throughout this chapter. It goes back over the history of God's people and the wonderful works that God has done for the children of men. And the encouragement of Scripture is simply, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. How many of you have found Him to be good? Amen. For His mercy endureth forever. For His mercy endureth forever. Verse 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I don't know, but I think in the original there is a, a therefore in the first of that verse that connects it to verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Therefore, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom He hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I might as well read something else. And gathered them out of the lands and from the east and from the west and from north and the south. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. Let's praise the Lord right now and thank Him for His Word. God bless you. You may be seated. I don't know if you've noticed lately, but our world is in deep trouble. Has anybody noticed that lately? I don't know, but every time I hear of a debate and I hear of the political wranglings going on in our, our, our nation, I am made to understand just how troubled our world is. I don't care for arguments. My wife especially doesn't like to listen to Rush Limbaugh because all they do is just rant and argue. But if you listen to them long enough, you come to the conclusion that all that man is really looking for is an answer. Whether it be by political party or some new idea, 
Man is simply trying to figure out this thing called life. And we live in a vortex of troubles today, and they are troubling within themselves. We are living in changing times. And uh, the president that we have right now, he was ushered into office under the guise of change. Well, we've had a lot of it, but we're not sure whether it's been good or bad yet. But the, the, the fact is, whether it would be President Obama or another Bush in the White House, men are simply trying to unravel this thing called life and come up with some answers that will help Settle a nation down and bring us back to a place of power and a place of dignity. And yet, as, as sincere as many of them are, I understand that they will never find the true answer that's needed for our world until they find God. Amen. And I think the reason that we have so many voices because we have gotten so far away from God. And when you get away from God, every voice sounds credible. Every voice sounds viable. After service this morning, Brother J.D. came up and said something to me. And out of that statement came a word to my heart from the Lord. The Lord said, if you have a big God, then you have little problems. But if you have big problems, it's because you have a little God. And the reason that we have big problems in our world tonight is because we have little G gods that are trying to assert themselves. But there is a true witness in the world, and I believe that it is time for that witness to be made known. And in every time and in every situation, God has always had a witness. God has always had a people. Never has it been more needful for God's people to show up than it is in the day in which we now live. Somehow, the message of this text has got to get down deep in our soul. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. This is a time that should stir our hearts. Paul wrote to the Corinthian church and said, It is high time. To awake out of sleep. For we are in a time of the end. It's time to put off the works of darkness. And put on the garments of righteousness. But there needs to be a stirring down in the soul of the church. That will awaken it to the power of its testimony. And the power of the witness. That everyone sitting in this building has To give to this world. Here is a royal command that has been given to us in this text. 
He calls for the redeemed. The word redeemed means anyone who has been rescued. Is there anybody here tonight that has been rescued? It means anybody who has been blessed. Has anybody been blessed in this building tonight? When he says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, he is saying, is there anybody here that has been saved from anything? Anybody here that has been saved from a destructive life, saved from anger, saved from hatred, saved from prejudices? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. By that command, he is calling for any man or woman that has been ransomed. They were a slave to something. And somebody stepped into their life and said, I'll pay the price. And he purchased you and your salvation. And he ransomed you. He bought you back from the clutches of your enemy. If there's anybody in this building tonight that's been ransomed, you need to let the world know. You need to sing the song of the redeemed every day that you live. Hallelujah. 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 The royal command of God calls for anybody that has recovered from anything. If you have come back from the brink, if you were on the road to destruction, if you were headed to a burning hell and somehow God stepped into your life and turned you around and recovered you from that fall, then you need to get on your feet and you need to open your mouth and you need to let your witness be known that once I was blind, but now I see. Once I was lost, but now I am found. Once I was without hope, but tonight my soul is filled with that redeeming hope. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If there's anybody in this building tonight that has ever been delivered, delivered from anything, whether it be drugs, alcohol, an immoral life, or whatever else you want to put on it, it doesn't matter. If there's anybody here tonight that's been delivered, you want to lift your voice right now and let it be known. I am one of those who has come back. I'm one of those that has had the chains of my life broken from my life, and I am now free. I look out across the congregation, and I see various ones, and I certainly would not want to wouldn't embarrass anybody, but if the truth was known about where some of you came from, it would shock those sitting around you to know how far God had to reach to get a hold of you and bring you to where you are tonight. He broke the chains of habit and addiction. I cannot help but when I see Brother Cox, I love that man, but what I love so much about him is his testimony. 
the witness in his own life, sitting on a bar stool, drinking high, whatever you could imagine. You can't, I can't even envision Brother Cox in that kind of position, but that's what he was until God came into his life and redeemed him and delivered him and broke the chains that he could not break himself. He could not get away from it. But when he came to an altar, there was redemption. There was grace that was greater than all of his sin. And there was deliverance. Amen. If there's anybody in this building that's ever been released or freed, you need to let that fact be known tonight. It's time for the redeemed of the Lord to say so. Amen. The the politicians are having something to say. And the truth is their lips are moving, but they're not saying very much. But you as a redeemed child of God have more to share with this world than any politician would hope to know. Because it's a truth. It doesn't matter what you know. If you don't know him, you're not going to succeed in life. If you don't start with God, the Creator, if you don't begin there as the context of your life, it doesn't matter what else you might learn in life. You've got to go back to the original factor. And that was in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God did the unthinkable and the unimaginable. And as a child of God, you have a testimony And you have a witness that needs to be known in our world. A born-again child of God needs to let their presence be known because you have a testimony of the goodness and the mercy and the power and the love and the grace of God. And it is your testimony that's going to make more difference than all the testimony that's being given on Capitol Hill tonight. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The simple fact is all of us are living epistles read of all men. Your life is a story. And the reality of that story is you are a miracle. Amen. Say it. I am a miracle. I am a miracle. Some of you were born into the most dysfunctional family situations imaginable. And yet tonight you live a life that is so far into that that people looking at you would never imagine that that's your history and that's your background. But you found something in God. You found something at an altar that turned your life around. I say to you that you need to lift your voice in this hour of dysfunction and say, hey, there's a remedy to dysfunction. There's a remedy to broken lives and broken dreams and broken hopes. There is a remedy to those things that have been lost, and that is the redemption of God. You see, the fact is the devil had to let go of you for God to get hold of you. That's a story all in itself. (laughs) Amen. The devil couldn't hold you no more than he could hold Jesus in that tomb. 
It was impossible to hold redemption down. And the fact is, you are all miracles. When I looked on these young people tonight worshiping up here, I realized that they have probably not been that far out into the world. But I know this much. The potential of destruction is there. And they have found the better part. And they have found something that's worth living for. Young people, don't you ever bow your head at school. Don't you ever let anybody intimidate you. You're the witness the world needs right now. You're the testimony the schools need. They need to see young people walking down the corridors that have not given their life away to some cheap trick. They need people that will walk down the corridors and not use four-letter words, every other word. They need to see a life that has been covered in blood and redeemed by its maker. You need to let your witness known. You need to lift your voice and cry. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Praise God. In Romans chapter 8, Paul talks about the world being in travail. I love it. Why don't you go there? Romans chapter 8. I don't want to mess that verse up, but it's been eating on me lately. And I've had to go back to it several times over the last few weeks and read it again. But in Romans, the 8th chapter, Paul writing to the New Testament church makes a statement. He says in verse 17... That if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the suffering of the creature, or I, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature wait for what what do they wait for they wait for what of what they're waiting the world everything in creation right now is on tiptoes wondering if there's any children of God left in this world They're wondering if there's anybody that really has an answer to their problems and to their sin and to their failure. And Paul said, they are all waiting. They are all anticipating somebody that will stand up. The sons of God, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let them rise up for the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. Somebody in your neighborhood is waiting on you to get out from under that cloud of fearfulness and let your testimony be known. My family was ruined. My marriage was ruined. My life was ruined. But at an altar and in the presence of God, He turned my life around and He gave me a reason to live. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. You see, the world is waiting for a witness. 
They're not waiting for another politician. They're waiting for a witness. Somebody that can stand up and testify. You know what a witness is? A witness is somebody that's been there, seen that, done it, been a part of it. It's not just something they've heard. They have experienced it themselves. And so Paul said, you need to be a witness wherever you go. But the writer here said that the redeemed of the Lord should make their testimony known. You are a witness. And the world needs to hear your sound. They need to know of sins that have been forgiven. They need to know about addictions that have been overcome. They need to know about problems that have been surmounted. They need to know about healing that has been experienced. They need to know about answers that have been given. They need to hear of sin conquered, of fear defeated, of doubt overcome, of troubles vanquished. The world is waiting for some of us to get up on our feet and let the fact be known that we were once just like you. And such were some of you. What were they? Oh my, you don't even want to know the list. And such were some of you, but you are washed. You are sanctified. You're justified. And being that, you need to stand up and let that witness be known. That doubt can be overcome. And fear can be put down. Don't let tests and troubles and trials rob you of your witness. Stand up and let the world know that God still cares and God still heals. Let the world know that in spite of everything that is going on, the only hope left for this world is God. Amen. Does anybody really understand that tonight? The only hope, the last great hope of this city is this church right here. It's not going to find it in politics. It's not going to find it in a new social order. It's not going to find what it needs in some new plan or some new idea. It's going to take an old fact, the blood. It's going to take an old fact, the name. It's going to take an old fact. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And you're a witness of that tonight. You have tasted of that. You have felt it. You have experienced it. And you have an obligation to this world to let your testimony be known. Amen. Somebody near you right now needs to hear the sound of redemption. They need to hear what it's like to be free. Praise God. They need to know what it is for God to put something back together that's been broken. They need to see you standing up and giving your witness. We who have been helped by the mercies of God have a message of hope for a world that they too can have help from God. It's not the end. It's just the beginning. They need to hear that you have overcome. Sometimes I wonder if the neighbors around us understand where we came from. They look at us in our peculiarity and they see us as being kind of fanatical. You know, you go to church all the time and you worship and, and, and you do all of these other things. Why is that necessary? Well, it is essential 
when you love him to want to be near him. And the Bible says that we should so much the more desire to be together as that day of the Lord approaches. Because of this hour in which we live, there is a great need for the redeemed of the Lord to stand up and let it be known. I wonder what would happen in this community and in this church in the next 30 days if some of us would shake off the lethargy and the the, the other things that so consume our life and just let our light shine. Amen. Somebody around you is in darkness right now. And if you as a redeemed child of God would just stand up and let your light shine, it could make a difference for that soul. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You know what's important when we come together as a church family? That people see you worshiping. Because when they see you worshiping, they know what you've been through. And when they see you worshiping, they know that you've overcome. You overcome by the word of your testimony and the blood of the Lamb. What I confess out of my mouth is part of what helps me overcome. I may feel defeated tonight, and I may feel overwhelmed by my problem, but when I begin to confess the goodness of God, and I begin to confess the mercy of God, and I confess the grace of God over my life, something happens. I feel a lift in my spirit. I feel something coming into me of power and authority, and I rise up to witness God is great. And he is greatly to be praised. If God has been good to you, then you need to let that be known. Amen. I said if God has been good to you. I didn't say if God has answered all your prayers. I just said if God has been good to you, you need to let it be known. Amen. If God has shown you mercy, you need to let it be known. If you're here because of the grace of God tonight, you need to lift your voice and let it be known. If there's anybody in this building that at one time in your life was consumed by fear, but tonight your heart is filled with peace, you ought to stand up right now and give a witness that God is the healer and God is the deliverer from fear. Oh, yes. You don't have to be bound by fear. You do not have to be bound by fear. Keep standing. If there's anybody here tonight that has ever been freed from an addictive habit, you need to stand on your feet right now and lift your hands and start giving Him praise. Right now, you ought to do that. Hallelujah. 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 If there's anybody in the building that has ever been healed in your life by the mighty hand of God, and you need, you know it, you need to stand to your feet right now and lift your voice and let that testimony be known. God healed me. I was sick, but He raised me up. I was given up on, but my life has been given back to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Where, where is Charles at? Is he here? There he is right there. Come here. You wouldn't know it now because he's fat and bald-headed. But, well, he used to be fat and bald-headed. I can say that, but he, he was bald-headed when he was born. Just like that one right over there. 
This guy right here, when he was born, weighed two pounds, 14 ounces. They brought him home. He was so small, they could put him in a shoebox. Fell out of the high chair when he was how old? Six months old. Damaged his eyes and his hearing. But right now, he's vice president of Fox 26 in their engineering department and takes care of the sound and production of something that is seen worldwide. What are you saying? I'm just saying that God is too good for me to not let that be known. Amen. God has been too good. Sherry, 16 years of age, was it when you had surgery for scoliosis? 14. They put a rod in her back. She was in a solid cast for one year. It could have ruined her life, but she's got a couple of kids. Three kids? Four kids? How many? Three. Two grandbabies? Somebody ought to let that be known. That God heals. God delivers. Amen. I, I, I don't want to embarrass him, but I look around this building and I see some of you that I know God has brought you out of some deep, deep, dark places, depression and fear. And God has brought you now. You've got a smile on your face. Now there's joy in your heart. You ought to let that be known. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I was preaching in Panama several years ago, and we went into a neighborhood that was controlled by the witch doctor. Now, we don't believe in that stuff here, but it's very real down there, and those people believe in it. And it was an open-air church. There was no walls. It was just a roof. And uh, all the time that we were having service, the voodoo people were across the street putting needles in dolls and chanting and doing everything they could to terrify those people. But something had happened to those people that that kind of activity and that kind of behavior could not disturb. And they came into that building and they started praying and worshiping God. And I will never forget that at the end of that service, when the altar call was given, there were a number of people that came to the altar to seek after God. And in the presence of hell, 14 adults received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues, and God broke the chain. What was amazing to me is that the more they worshiped, the quieter it got on the other side of the street. <laughs> hey, we don't have anything to hang our head about or be ashamed of. This is the hour to let our testimony be known. Drugs are not working. Drink is not working. An immoral life is not working. All it's doing is creating more problems. But when you come to the Lord and you lay your life before Him and He does His work in your life, you have a testimony. You have a witness to give to somebody that once I was blind, 
but now I see. I was lost, but now I'm found. Anybody here tonight been redeemed? Come on, you ought to let that be known right now. Not just here, but everywhere you go in this coming week. I wonder what kind of revival would it set in motion if we were determined to walk out of this building tonight and be the redeemed child of God and to be that witness that our world is yearning for. They are, they are grieving over. They are waiting for that revelation of the sons of God. Amen. They're waiting on you to show up. And let God be seen and testify of mercy and grace and forgiveness and love and acceptance and provision. Has anybody been provided for? Come on. Has, has God made a way for anybody in this building? Hallelujah. Some of you have a witness all of your own. You haven't. Unique testimony that nobody else can give. Because nobody knows just exactly what the Lord has done for you but you. And there's some of us, we don't want to tell where we came from. You don't have to tell all of that. You just need to show where you have come to. Amen. I was there, but I'm not there anymore. Anybody thankful for the redeeming power of God? Come on, lift up your voice right now and praise Him with me. Ah, yes, 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 yes.